Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Rami. And this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned or experienced to help us all expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy without a whole new degree. Shannon, we've touched on this topic, I think, tangentially, but we've never fully said, okay, we're going to do an episode on what to do in your first 30, 60 or 90 days. And I'm super pumped about that. Uh, But where did this come from? Yeah. So I was working with a client on a career transition that they're making and they had gotten their new role and they were wanting to be really thoughtful about how they started in this new job. And so one of our sessions, we sat down and we created like a 30, 60, 90 day plan of what he wanted his focal points to be. And I think it was really useful. And I thought we should really cover this in a podcast episode because I feel like this could help other people who are starting new roles and maybe putting pressure on themselves to, to to do a bunch of stuff in the first 30, 60, 90 days. Okay. So for me, I think about a 30, 60, 90 as having three phases. The timeframes are a little arbitrary. It might look different, but essentially those three phases should encompass phase one, learning, phase two, where you assess and evaluate, And phase three, which I call like perform while transforming, right? Like you're getting things done while you're making changes. Notice though, we're not changing anything until phase three. So let's go. Yeah, go ahead. No, I like this. And I would say as extra credit for everybody, you now have three phases. So when you start that new job, be like, hey, boss, here's how I think about my 30, 60, 90. I think about learning, I think about assess and evaluate and then performing while transforming. And then they're going to be like, oh, wow, I really appreciate you thinking about this. And you're like, yeah, I just listened to Shannon spout some freaking gold (laughs) on this podcast. But you don't need to tell them that. No, you can just Um, take it and run with it. Just take your credit for it. All right. So, Shane, tell us about these phases. Yeah. Can I sidetrack for a minute? When I interviewed for manager, I literally built out a 306090 as a part of my interview. Have you never had to do that? Of course you did, Shannon. (laughs) Of course you did, Shannon. (laughs) Well, that's where this came from. And so I thought like, oh, maybe this is just the expectation when you reach certain levels that you need to show. No, come on. (laughs) Get out of here. Get out of here. Okay, 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 okay. That's why I'm saying like everybody else show up with this and they'll be like, whoa, we've only had one person do that. They were Shannon. They blew us away. But we really appreciate you. Let's talk some more. Okay, so let's dive into each of these phases a little bit more. So phase one is, again, all about learning. And within each phase, no matter what, I think there's typically three components. People, processes, and systems. So in the learning phase, you're focused on learning about people, processes, and systems. People, thinking about this directionally, like upward to your boss, what do you need to learn about them? Downward to your employees, what do you need to learn about them? Sideways to your peers. So when I sat down with this client and worked on his 30, 60, 90, it was like us creating a list of questions, essentially, in this phase of like, what am I really curious about? What do I really want to make sure that I know or understand about how they like to work and communicate? So that's the people bucket. Let me let me add a lot more to this people because I think yeah. this is the part that I'm always the most excited about. So I think you need to, with your boss, understand who are the people outside of upward, downward, and sideways that you should be meeting with. Because they're going to be like, oh, here's this other department. You should go meet with this person. Here's this other department. You should meet with this person. And then also from your boss, say, okay, how will I work with that person? And what should I... what? 
type of relationship should I be setting up with that person? Like, am I going to be meeting with them every day? Am I going to be meeting with them quarterly? Or am I just going to see them tangentially in meetings? Yeah. So I think understanding the relationship that you'll have with the people. I think the second piece is just get to know the people as people outside of their role at your uh, company. Because Mm. I think more than anything, whatever type of relationship you end up having with that person from a work perspective, if you can get to know them on a human perspective, it's going to, one, make it a lot easier to be in meetings with them all the time when you're like, oh, yeah, Shannon, you have that kid. They're in gymnastics. Tell me about gymnastics things like a one-handed cartwheel or (laughs) somersaults. Prince, my son, does um, uh, not cartwheels. He does... What's the one where you just like roll over your head? Somersaults? Like somersaults. And he calls them flippy flops. Oh, cute. I'm like, I don't think that's what they're called, but he's like, that's what they call them. I'm like, okay, then we'll call them flippy flops. But then Papa's going to forget the name for them on his podcast and have to have <laughs> Shannon tell him that it's called a somersault. <laughs> so that's where I say like, find out who you should be meeting with, but like, just get to know the person outside of their role. Cause you like have time to warm up to like their role. And honestly, if you run out of time because you talk to them about personal things, both of you are probably willing to meet again because now you've met, you got to know each other and have that next conversation about, now tell me what you actually do and how how, how can I support you and how can you support me? Yes. Yes. I love that. So that's the, the first section of things that you want to learn about. The other two that we'll talk about is processes and systems. So for number two, processes, think about this like the business processes that you're responsible or the organizational processes that you're responsible or a part of engaging in. So understanding like, um, um, what's an example we can come up with? Like if you're an event planner, like how does the process of event planning go in this organization? If you're responsible for uh, forecasting in the organization, what is their process for doing that? Making sure that you have a good handle of how things go today. And then I also think being mindful of the intangible processes or maybe the like less documented, the less official processes. Like what's the process of influencing that I'm watching in this organization? What's the process of decision-making at this organization? Like, is there somebody that you're like, holy shit, why do they have such a huge vote at the table? I don't understand this. Things like that to pay attention to and make sure that you're learning a little bit. And that's what you're going to need either your boss or one of your peers to like help clue you in on is like how everything works behind the scenes. Yes. And then the third one is, I think, the one that people sometimes sometimes focus on the most, but it's like really not the most important systems. So that's just like the tangible stuff. Like how do I request time off? How do I navigate like literally certain software things that you need to know? We can get overly focused on that or overly anxious about that, especially when people switch organizations. And it's like, you can cover that in like so little time with HR. Well, and I would say cover it with HR and then talk to a peer and be like, okay, but then how do we actually do the Like how are people doing? these things yes yes so that's phase one now we move into phase two which is about assessing and evaluating again the constants are always going to be those three buckets people processes systems so how can you begin to assess what's working and what's not working in each of those categories 
sounds a little bit maybe shitty to think about doing with people, but I think especially if you're managing a team, you have to, that's part of your job is to assess Mm -hmm. talent. So assessing what's working and not working in terms of people, relationships, um, cross-functional team operations, processes, systems, especially if that systems are a big part of your job. And then evaluating what your next step is to begin uh I wouldn't even say recommending changes at this point, but beginning to like think about what changes you want to make. Mm-hmm. Anything you would ev- add in phase two of assess and evaluate? No, I think the biggest thing is you're not even at the point of making changes yet. You're just like, Bingo. oh, this thing doesn't seem to be functioning that well. Bingo. Like starting to like question things. And I think that's where like you really phase one is like, okay, I've seen the outline, right? There's a outline and I've seen it, right? Yes. Phase two is like, all right, I'm starting to put the color in there. Yes. And starting to say, okay, well, that doesn't seem right. Like that also doesn't seem quite right. And I think that's what that whole second part is, is like adding the color to the, the outline. Yes. Beginning to actually evaluate if it's working or not. Phase one, you're just focusing on learning what it is today. Everything is black and white. Yes. So then we enter into phase three, which I dub performing while transforming. So you're performing at this point, right? Like you should be able to like do your job every day. Like no problem doing it the way that it's always been done. And now you get to transform it at this point. So tip one, when you get to this bucket is to create a sequencing plan for changes that you want to make. We, we have to be mindful of how we might thoughtfully order all of the things that we came up in in phase two that we want to change. We cannot throw it all at our team all at once. We cannot throw it all on ourselves all at once. So making sure that you are being mindful of that and begin to make the first small changes. The other thing that I want to spend some time on, us maybe riffing on a little bit, is what are some ways that you can know or understand if the organization is ready to implement some of the changes that you're suggesting? What do you look for, Rami, in terms of readiness of like, okay, I've decided that I think this thing is broken from a process perspective and I want to change it. How do you decide if the organization is ready to change it? I think the biggest thing for me is finding champions who will be in support of it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people want to make change, but normally they just like don't want to put the energy into it. Mm -hmm. So like when you're a new person, you're like, hey what thing sucks the most or like this thing you're like okay let's go fix it like i'll take the lead just be here to like support me and tell me if like we're making the right decisions a lot of people are like oh yeah i will definitely support that i don't really want to do that but like i will support you and be a champion for when we're doing it and make sure that we can like make it happen yes so i think that's a big thing for me at least yeah i love that for me i think it's like if you're experiencing resistance can you evaluate maybe you didn't do enough learning in phase one, or maybe you miss something in the assessing or evaluating in phase two, or it's possible that you're just experiencing resistance. But I think how do we check in with those things first of like, oh, wait a second, maybe I need to go a little bit deeper before if I'm experiencing all this resistance to a new idea I'm laying forth. Maybe I need to ask more questions about why this is really important to them that we keep doing things this way. And this is where I I think it's really important to what you're saying is like having a good network of people. So meeting a lot of people and like having good relationships with a lot of people allows you to go to some other people maybe before you go to your own leader and say, Hey, 
here's what I'm thinking about. Is there a reason why we haven't done something like this in the past? Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, we did that like eight different times and it's always failed. And so, like, if you bring it up, people are going to be very upset about it. Like, this is something you should not bring up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's recap this again. I think about this like a little matrix. So across the top, you've got your three phases. First phase, learning. Second phase, assess and evaluate. Third phase, performal transforming. Then on the other axis, across the side, you've got the categories in which you're going to be doing this work. People, processes, and systems. Making sure that you're taking time to learn, then assess and evaluate, then performal transforming across those buckets. And the other one that I just want to double down on, (laughs) underscore highlight, emphasize, is creating a sequencing plan when you get into that final phase of changes. This is probably like a do as I say, not as I did thing, right? Because this comes from past experience of trying to execute change all at once, all at the same time, and it did not go well. So, So create a thoughtful sequencing plan. It doesn't all have to happen today. It's much easier to change pieces of your airplane while you're flying it rather than trying to take the whole thing apart and hope that it keeps flying while you're flying it. Yes. With that, we would love for you to connect with us on LinkedIn or Instagram. And I'd be curious for other people to add to this conversation. What else do you think about when you're starting a new job? Are there additional categories that you would add besides people, processes, systems, Is there a phase that you feel like we should speak to that we missed maybe in this conversation? Please add to the dialogue. We'd love to hear from you. With that, I've been Rami. And I've been Shannon. And this has been Workplace Hugs. (laughs) 